Welcome to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, 15 songs, 15 months, one incredible journey. I was sorely tempted to name this episode Post-Orgasmic Bliss, for reasons that become quickly apparent as you listen to the episode, but I decided against it ultimately. Uh, Join The Long Road's lockdown-fueled anarchic podcast chat celebrating the release of our latest 15-song album, American Wilderness Odyssey, and its companion book, a full-colour guide to the stories behind the songs, the characters we met on our travels, and the inside track on The Long Road themselves. Find out more about the Odyssey at our website, thevagabondway.net slash awo. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventure of the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. And if those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Leiden. It's great to have you joining us once again, wherever in the world you are, for another slice of Long Road Lulls. Uh, today's special show is all about the launch of, well, actually, three things all at once. Such is the way of the Long Road. Uh, nothing ever quite as straightforward as it could be. So today we are launching a new EP called Looking for Gold, which includes three brand new tracks, Looking for Love, Looking for Gold itself, Midnight Radio, and White Lightning Red Mustang. These join Western Requiem, which came out a few weeks ago, to make the final EP in our four EP set, which together form American Wilderness Odyssey, which is 15 songs released over 15 months, creating one incredible journey. This is the result of the four EPs we've released since late 2019, two in 2020, uh, and this last one out today. All 15 songs exploring the moonshine, myth and madness of the southern states of the USA. And not only that, we have been very busy working away for the last few weeks on a brand new companion book to go alongside the album, American Wilderness Odyssey The Companion. This is a full-colour book that gives you the stories behind the songs, the places and characters that we met on our travels that inspired the songs, and gives you the backstory to The Long Road and the members of The Long Road, me, Steve Bonham and Kevin more. All the good stuff you'd hear more about at gigs and by reading the, you know, the old-fashioned liner notes of the record releases that you just don't get these days. For us, for our artisan music, part of it is the the depth, the backstory, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the inspiration behind the songs that is as important as the song sharing itself. Uh, To that end, if you buy the companion book, you get a free digital download of the whole American Wilderness Odyssey album as part of it, and a free download of the lyric book for the American Wilderness Odyssey songs, and a digital download of Kev's Blue Odyssey album, which he produced after his inspirational tour of the Southern States a few years ago. So the companion book is just £10, available from our Bandcamp page, which is thevagabondway.bandcamp.com, or our website, thevagabondway.net slash AWO, A-W-O, American Wilderness Odyssey. Um, We think the book, the companion itself, is a really nice handcrafted addition to our output. Uh, Mal McKenzie of T34 Design in Liverpool, a long-time collaborator of ours, has done a brilliant job making it look absolutely fantastic. The book, paired with the music, we think is really something special and something artisan, something worth being proud of, and we are. Um, So please do check it out on Bandcamp or our website. £10 for the book uh, and all the digital extras included. There's some postage on top. Um, Those of you who order from further afield than the UK, it might take a little longer than usual because of COVID and Brexit, but it will get there. Anyway, 
sales pitch over onto the hashtag content for today. The whole episode today is devoted to the three of us, me, Steve and Kev, chatting our way through some nonsense surrounding American Wilderness Odyssey. So, on to part one of the nonsense. I will hand over, as is tradition, to myself. the long road are together again once more for our digital chat via zoom and today is the day that we've been building up to for oh it seems like forever now but <laughs> probably several months since we actually had the idea but in fact probably 15 16 17 18 months in reality today is the day where the american wilderness odyssey the entire 15 song trek is released uh, and here i am with steve bonham and kev moore from home hello steve good knob Good enough, there we go. And Kev from Spain, what language are you going to go with? Uh, Buenos Dias, I think we'd better stick with. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I wonder if there's going to be a bit of Danish sticking out of there, Kev, but no. Um, There we go. Madness and anarchy with the long roads immediately as we start our recording. So today's the day, chaps. The American Wilderness Odyssey is out. How do we feel? Ecstatic. Ooh, I feel complete. (laughs) It's been quite the journey. I mean, the tagline we're using... Post-orgasmic bliss. Fine, that's where Steve's at. Great. Um, 15 songs over 15 months uh, and one incredible journey. That's what we've been calling it, really. I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we knew that when we started, did we? I think it was an unknown thing we were doing when we started. But here we are, here we 15 are, yeah. months later, and we've we've managed to work out what the hell we've done. I mean, how have you guys found the process of this 15-song cycle we've we've made in every sense to me i think it's been a journey and you're right you know you take those first steps and um you don't really know where you're going to end up you're just finding your way and as i look back at it i'm sort of like wow we did that that's cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you look at the first ep american wilderness it actually says on it well it says american wilderness for a start but then it (laughs) It says. I think on the pulse marketing wise, haven't we? We, uh, yeah. we thought then, we'd call it. We'd name the EP what we were going to call the uh, EP. Yeah. There we go. It says Steve Bonham, Chris Lydon, and Kev Moore. It does not say the long road. Yes, and because we didn't know what we were going to do, and we weren't quite sure what that meant. And I think Kevin and I were kind of playing around with these songs in the studio, thinking, "Oh, those would be good for later." And I think you were a, you were doing something with the. National Youth Orchestra or something, or you're on holiday or something. Yes, I, and we just went in and started... I was I was almost certainly working. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Very, almost certainly working. <laughs> we went in and started, and then they... And sometimes in life, you know, that's the best thing to do. Start without a clue. Yeah. Well, and bo- boy, we started without a clue, didn't we? I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I didn't do that first session that you guys did on American Wilderness, uh, Wrapped Up In You, and... Interstate 25, because yeah. I went back a, a month later and I did, I, did my, I did my bits. So it sort of started, this, this train was moving, and I was hoinged, hoinged onto it, if that's the word. Um, yeah. Well, the, big, the bulk of the record we did in January 2020, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, in a week uh, and a bit. Yeah. In fact, probably, we probably started just over a year ago, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't yeah. Recording, think about yeah, yeah. It. And then we released these 15 songs over the course of the year. Um, and we've taken people through the journey on the podcast. Every time there's been a, a new EP out or a new song out, we've done a little little, little bit on it. So um, we, did, we didn't really want to try to repeat ourselves too much because there are people listening to this podcast who are our devoted followers who are who are well clued up on um, a lot of the, the stories about where the, where the songs yeah. are from, I suppose. Um, but perhaps it's a chance to think about, from our point of view, what 
you know, some some of the significant moments. So I don't know if you guys have got a, a, a thought on a, a particularly significant song for you. It may not be your favourite song. It may not be the best song we've done, but if, a significant song. Are there any thoughts you've got on that? For me, I, I, I always come back to uh, Dwayne and Billy Marie, actually. It's just from how, how I was constructing the music behind Steve's lyrics on that one was quite... That was quite sort of everything in microcosm for me about about where our ideas and music was going and, and how it came to be then in the studio down the line, how it was realised. And um, I think it's... That's kind of... I, I don't know if I could even say it's my favourite because there's so many songs I like from the whole collection, but it's it, it it's one that always springs to my mind when I think of the project. Maybe it was the first big crossover song we did. Mm. First big crossover from Steve's world and your world. Yeah. And wherever I sit in the middle of that, um, not having had a, a part in the sort of the the writing of the music or the lyrics for that one, but the that was a big crossover event for us, wasn't it? Really, I love that. But I I also have a amazing soft spot for the track American Wilderness. Yeah. yeah, I mean it rocks. It really. <laughs> I don't think you could go further with acoustic music in terms of just sheer balls out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beefiness, you know. That's a great way of writing a song. Have an idea to write a ballad. Go to the places that where the ballad was about. Try and get under the skin of the story, and then bring it back into the studio and just made it so strong and powerful, and, and mm. particularly that. Middle section where it gets really, I don't know, bluesy. I don't know if that's the right word actually, yeah, but it's kind it, of. It's got, uh, it's got I just blues love ethic. that. I love yeah. that. And, and that song in particular, there's a, it's a great example of how that this process that actually perhaps you've just outlined there quite consciously, but I, I don't know. I I didn't really appreciate that we that that was going on so consciously. Perhaps the idea of having the notion for a story, and then you know you literally went to find people that yeah. knew about the story in that part of America, yeah. and actually literally tracked down people that you know the last surviving member of a family line to try to find out some yeah well I, I, I found where... where she lived which is a ghost town on the outskirts of uh las vegas new new mexico i mean that's research to the nth degree isn't it that but also i think that song illustrates you know the the the, the joy and the freedom of of, an, of being independent artists where you can say I can't really write this in three verses, so I'm going to do ten, you know. Twenty. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, great, you know, because I, I love that. I love not being constrained by the three-minute pop song. Well, yeah. and, there's, and there's so many elements to that which, which sort of it, that float my boat, sort of the authenticity of a, a form of music. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think the three of us, we have this sort of view of of the music we make we're respectful of of the history that we're stepping into and we're borrowing from and taking from and yeah. um but also we want to make something that's that's new and saying something about the subject matter but also a little bit about the form what we're, we're taking as well so i remember when steve first said oh, i'm going to write this ballad i was like okay yeah ballad yeah i know what ballad it is barbara streisand yeah big big powerful <laughs> number i can do that and no no that wasn't the ballad he meant it meant a, an old-fashioned you know medieval ballad if yeah. you like yeah I think with the the structure we went for, and it's an eight eight, eight and a half minute song, isn't it? In the yeah, end, that one. Mm. Um, you know, completely unplayable on radio. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, although I could see some jer- some radio radio DJs thinking, "Great, I'll put this eight minute song on, sit back for a cup of tea." Like I think I think the emergency song that the BBC have on for radio or Radio Two is um, 
Oh, the song from West Side Story. America from West Side Story, because it's something like six minutes long. Yeah. So they know that if they put that on an emergency, they've got five and a half minutes to work out what the hell is going wrong with their broadcast, <laughs> yes. and they can fix it. Anyway, that's that's the sign. I like that. Um, I like that. But, so maybe we should extol the virtues of Amer- American Wilderness, the song, as a, an emergency. Well, there, there are probably <laughs> some quite complex... It feels like three songs. There are probably some yeah. quite complex Just, microwave gosh. dinners that you can cook and prepare and serve in the time <laughs> frame of that song. Maybe that's an idea that we're onto there, Kev. Cook along with the long run. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, we pre-package these meal ideas, we get them sent out like HelloFresh. Yes. Oh, yes. that's Bob, a yes. Subs- a subscription yeah. service. Now you're talking. Yeah. And you don't have the microwave humming along, you have this, you have a song. Have a song, yeah. yeah. That is a, ge- that's that genius. Is a genius. That's it. And as you come to the final chorus, get the plates out, everything's ready. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because we've got songs of all lengths. We've got everything from just under two and a bit, two and a half minutes to. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got we've starters, got main course, and dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I hope that. I wonder if the CEO of HelloFresh is listening yeah. to this and whether they might be interested. Well, I think. Uh, Info I've, got, at I've got a really, I've got a really bad ever. song that we could put on the cheese board. <laughs> 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 the cheese board. Yeah. Oh, me and Steve have got some cheese from years gone by. We could definitely yeah. dig out. Well, well I mean, now. you know, you know, traditionally the Hammond organ is an essential piece of kitchen equipment. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> absolutely, you can fry an egg. You can on fry the an speaker. egg. If scram- you scrambled eggs. If you put the cake mix in the speakers, you get a wonderful <laughs> Victoria sponge. <laughs> I wonder if it would be good at kneading, actually. I don't quite understand yeah. the finish of it, but I wonder if it could knead a loaf of bread quite nicely. With your feet. <laughs> I, th- I think we're f- further extolling its virtues as it not being an electric instrument. It's definitely a tool. It's, it's, a, it's, a, piece, it's, it's, it's a bit of gear that you have to tame, yeah. that we've tamed. Um, yeah. For me, bizarrely enough, if I had to choose a song of most significance, perhaps um, it would be Canyons in the Desert. Mm. Again, another sort of crossover event, if you like. But it was the one that I absolutely had not a single clue how it was going to work out. Um, It was a complete mystery to me. Not only in terms of musically, because I, you know, you guys know how I I like like to work. I, I like to understand how the the songs work musically. I need to know what the chords are, really, to play along with it. Um, and I just... The, the, the verses of Kenneth and Desert, absolute bleeping mystery to me. <laughs> um, and, 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 and the same to you guys. I mean, if I asked you what they are, you wouldn't be able to tell me, oh, yeah, it's an E minor or it's a G major or whatever. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter to you. And it, it, it does matter to me up to the extent I've got to be able to work out what to play. Mm-hmm. But actually, with that one, I got to a point where I was like, I can't know this. <laughs> it's unknowable, yeah. I just have to move into it and exist with it. Yeah. I, and and, and I, rem- I remember when going to put the piano down on that at Woodworm Studios, and uh, I, you know, I turned to Stuart and I said to him, in all honesty, I have no idea what about what's about. <laughs> Absolutely not a clue. And he goes, that's fine. What's new? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think, do you wh- think, Kev, this is a complex way of Chris telling us we're ageing hippies? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think he's telling us we don't know what we're doing. Is <laughs> pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, that is my opening line in the in the, the companion book. Uh, I've it? noticed, <laughs> yeah, and pretty, pretty much pretty much nail on the head, Chris. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, but I'm afraid so. But it's fine, and that's and that's part of the joy for me that the two worlds have come from, and that, and, and and canyons in the desert embodies that. The first couple of bars, as you go into that, you the atmosphere is instantly there with that little piano flourish you do that little two yeah. note thing and and you're there it, it we have a we yeah. have an atmosphere to me yeah. job's done then you've drawn them in you know yeah it's yeah. great so so for me that canyon is one of those significant moments where actually it really became a long road thing mm-hmm. 
Um, up there with Ballad. I mean, they both, they both came on the same EP. They both came on that second EP, didn't they? Yeah. Listener, it is so simple at one level and so bonkers at another. I mean, I'm probably the worst at this because I find it. I always find it really hard to hear lyrics on songs. I think I've said that on the podcast before. The words for songs are really very hard for me. I have to, I have to reread them. Uh, to get them, and I haven't quite clocked how bonkers the chorus <laughs> of the canyons is. Uh, and, and again, until until I was reading the bit that you wrote about it for the companion book, Steve, where you really just point out about the dragon and the turtle, and the it's just crazy. So if you want to go back to episode 24 of the podcast, which was on the 29th of May 2020, uh, you can hear the episode where we focused on Canyons in the Desert, the song we're talking about just then. If you want to hear that track, head to Bandcamp or Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple Music or the music video is up on YouTube. Just search for Canyons in the Desert, Steve Bonham on the Long Road, and you'll find it. Uh, lots of places to hear that bonkers, bonkers song. Uh, but I thought I'd take this chance to play a different song, uh, one of the new, brand new songs out today. Uh, now, I'm trying to scrape around here to find a link between Canyons and the, the song I'm going to play. Um, I've chosen to play the song called Midnight Radio, uh, which is about the night that Elvis died. Now, I am struggling to find the link, really. Perhaps there isn't one. I just should play the song. Um, now, Steve, when we played this live, always says in his intro to this song, you know, this one's about Elvis. I didn't know him well. Um, and perhaps for me, at that point, there is always a sort of flash through my mind of the the slightly surreal world where Steve actually did know Elvis quite well. Uh, so perhaps that's my link, tenuous as it is. The surreality of Canyons um, itself and the surreality of an alternative universe, perhaps, inspired by Midnight Radio and Steve knowing Elvis. Anyway, here we go. Uh, this is one of the new songs from Steve Bonham and the Long Road. This is Midnight Radio. <laughs>
played a minor riff on the sending line that I might be received. And the cat looked down as the song played on on the midnight radio. You can run, but you cannot run. You can run, but you cannot run. songs yet get on it they're all out now but if you if there was one that people wanted to listen to that was going to surprise them for instance what would there be a would there be a song that you'd point them to 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 be surprised by mm. Mm. that's an interesting question one night if they hadn't heard which i just think is to me one of the greatest kind of group things we've done is bridge across the river i just mm. think the guy the stuff that you two did on there it's tremendous and it was great because again it's a very simple structure with some weirdy bits in it but the time you've put kev's extraordinary thing i mean it's extraordinary vocal yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and uh and the guitar leads and then the the, the bleeding hammond the hammond yeah. yeah it's been the rise of the hammond this project hasn't it actually it's it's really beefed up our sound it was always burbling away there in the background you could feel the it sort of got its own gravitational pull in the studio yeah. I mean, that, that one for me is, uh, is a very special one because considering that Kev is a bona fide singer, Kev can, Kev's got the chops for it. I absolutely am not a singer, but I'll have a good crack at it. And you guys have been very supportive of me having a good crack at it. But the vocals on that one, I think are bloody brilliant. I think it's got such a great sound to it. And the, the, particularly the choruses, because the choruses, I just, I just love. There was something about when we did that, those choruses I think we just went somewhere else. It was I, I. I listen back now to some of those lines, not just the hollering that we added later, but the other. And I'm like, yeah, 
what you know how how did (laughs) i even think about going there never mind actually doing it and the way we stack those vocals you and i chris on the on those the back of it it's just like great that was you know it was was a moment in time kev was there one that you would point to people as being a surprise well with you mentioning canyons there i think canyons is is almost uncategorizable it's 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 like it's like wow you know what what is it you know and it's just it's seep. It's completely steeped in atmosphere. Everything about it is groove and atmosphere. But that vibe mm. it's got, and I think it goes back to Steve sending me such a raw. It was a very basic demo of of, of just a couple yeah. of chords on a guitar and his almost spoken vocal, which I, I seem to remember he did lying down on his settee yeah. or something. And I, I think on the back on his back. Yeah, on the sofa yeah. Yes. And that gave laid me... laid back, a proper laid back. And, and, and sometimes <laughs> when I'm sent something that stripped back, it's just a brilliant canvas to work with. And I think, I, I mean, you know how I, I love to sort of see the connections between the songs and see where the, the, the Venn diagrams cross over. Yeah. But for me, something like, like Canyons and Ballad, they are, they're sort of on the, the fringes of, of the world that we're yeah. in. And they are pushing us into new places. Another one that does that for me is Do You, which is, a, again, it's a different sort of oh, sound yeah. world. And, the ri- and just like the chorus on Bridge really uh, resonates with me, the choruses on Do You really resonate with me because it's, it's yeah. the most simple chorus we've ever done, two words. Yeah. But with, the, with our three vocals, with, the, with the, the parts we're playing on our instruments, with that tuba line as well, it just... I mean, when I was when I was putting the video together for that, I would I would I was listening to that song I don't know how many hundreds of times, and never once did I get bored of being uplifted by that chorus. I just I think yeah, yeah that was that was a surprise to me actually revisiting that myself. I I thought wow this this is this is great this yeah. uh, as you said the really nice tuba work the the vocals forgotten that I'd put that guitar lick on there and going oh that's tasty oh it's me mm. yeah yeah <laughs> and it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And things like that guitar lick, which actually link through to one and another of the new songs out today, yeah. um, which I think the title of which we settled on is White Lightning, Red Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll probably call it Red Mustang or White Lightning or what's the blue one? Blue, blue Ridge. Blue Ridge. Yeah. Blue Ridge Yellow or, Moon. Um, Yellow Moon. It'll be any one of those four, four titles. Yeah. Um, but the guitar lick from Do You, to me, links, links to the guitar lick that you put yeah. down for oh, yeah. White Lightning as yeah. well. These tendrils that spread between them all, I, I, one day I'll write a book on it. I'll, I'll write a book on the, te- the tendrils of the long road music. <laughs> well, I suppose, what, what have you guys, what do you think you've learned in this? So 15 songs, 15 months, one incredible journey. What do you think we've learned? I thought it was a great idea that, that we should do it in EP format and re- release things at regular intervals. Not really done anything that way before. It's normally been an EP or an album rather than a, a collection yeah. of, of chapters of a book leading to the complete whole, you know. I think it probably helps you focus on the tracks you're working on at the time. So therefore, I think you give greater respect to the four songs in each session that you're doing. So, mm. so when we come to the end of it as now, I think you can look back and perhaps the 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 canon as a whole has received more care and attention than perhaps it would if it was an album in the making at the beginning. You'll get fillers sometimes in that regard, whereas I don't think we've got fillers. Mm. I think that's my hugest learning, doing it this way. Gave a chance to... I'm not being arrogant enough to say they're all great songs or anything like that, but there's nothing I don't personally 100% back, so I, I, I love that. I, th- I think every one of the songs is saying something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I love the fact that we could decide to put Western Requiem in at the end yeah. and say, actually, you know, the journey in life is is it's a you know, is a constant discovery. You know, you know my thing. You know that setting a goal, saying here are the ten songs and blah blah blah. Mm. It's not right. It's the world will tell you what to mm. to do. And I couldn't have written Western Requiem back then and yeah. yeah by the time it did it was it yeah, just felt that perfectly illustrates this is it actually the way still. of finishing what yeah. we've done and, and it's been beautiful i also have really learned the whole bit about working in a team again yeah this is so different to uh what normally happens within a studio you know this is back to this is i was watching a thing and again this is not a comparing ourselves to the Beatles but that clip that came out that clip that came out by Peter Jackson recently yeah, yes. uh, oh, yeah. of them working together and laughing and listening to each other and I thought I know that that is the world we've had on this and that that's been an incredible joy and I want to keep working like that you've got you've got to interact you've got to work together you've got to back things back and forth uh, and that's gets you to a much a much greater height you know having having a goal in mind is fine but actually just seeing where the journey takes you is much more interesting yeah so to finish off the show hashtag content I'm going to play one of my favourites from the whole album. Um, it's brand new out today. The just about eponymous track from today's new EP. This one is Looking for Love, Looking for Gold. It's a it's a beautiful number, this. Actually, a bit unexpectedly quirky at times, uh, but it's still long road through and through. Um, the very first time I heard this, um, I just loved its simplicity sort of familiarity but it, it you know it's not a, a three chord trick of a song um and once again the lyrics from steve are a joy to to bury yourself in um i'm going to read a little segment now from the the companion the book that we've just um published that steve wrote about this song in particular so looking for gold was written by steve while staying with his great friend the american songwriter and folklorist rob McHale in north carolina rob's house is on the edge of a lake set amongst the trees sitting in rob's den looking out onto the waters as autumn swirled in far from home it was easy to think of those who had once hunted through these endless forests and the mountain men trappers who would disappear for years on end answering the call of the wild but never free from the call of home so, here for you from Steve Bonham and the Long Road, this is Looking for Love, Looking for Gold. The old dog in the stars Finds his way to Mars I'm thinking of you Staring at blue in the gilded fall, copper and bronze, the hint of a song back once and for all. Like I've been told Looking for 
son of the road I carry my own load My fate is my own All the people I've known That curse were named Hope to stumble and slide Tagged along for the ride Just part of the game this week thank you for listening wherever in the world you are subscribe to the podcast we're on apple podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon podcasts the next episode will be out next friday join us on youtube for the transatlantic connection show and become part of the transatlantic connection movement head to youtube.com slash the vagabond way all of our music and merch is on bandcamp where you can support a positive ecosystem for the music industry download streaming vinyl cds the companion book it's all there thevagabondway.bandcamp.com We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway Big thank you to our Patreons and a special shout out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Stuart Lydon, Yvette Lydon and Trish Taylor Thank you for your ongoing support Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of things that we make. So, become a Vagabonder, that's our name for our supporters on Patreon, and help us create new music, live performances, books and short stories, this weekly podcast, our YouTube show, and some new things that we are cooking up. 
As a Vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive patron-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, unlock access to exclusive livestream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So, join us on the journey and release The Vagabond Within. Patreon.com slash The Vagabond Way. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds, and explorers for joining us on The Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige. It's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now. Thank you.